Guys, hey, roll down the window, put down the top. Crank up the beach boys, we're gonna ride, ride it. To you guys know the words, I know, I know. What's up, you guys? What's up, you guys? Hello, welcome to my blue thoughts. That's right, that's right. You have come to the right place if you want to hear my thoughts on the Dodgers, the team in Major League Baseball with the most wins. Um, the, uh, I should say, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say the team with the most wins. I should say the team with the best record because they do also have the same amount of wins as the New York Yankees, but the Yankees have lost one more game. So according to winning percentage, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Um, I haven't seen the power rankings come out. Um, I'm recording this on a Monday morning. But uh, I would imagine the Dodgers have got to be at the top of the power rankings. One, because they have won four in a row. They went eight and two their last ten games. And the Yankees were five and five. And they lost the last two games. So, anyway, I want to say hello. Thank you. It's uh, today's Memorial Day if you're listening today. If you're listening throughout the rest of the week, that's okay too. But happy Memorial Day or... It's weird, right? Because you're not supposed to say happy. Okay, really quick, like, um, people seem to get Memorial Day and Labor Day confused because we tend to have Mondays off for both of those. If I mean, that's what that's what, we're, that's what we celebrate them on. Um, and then we tend to kind of do some barbecuing around those things. So that leads people to believe that uh, it's, you know, the same kind of holiday, like, which one's which? Okay, Memorial Day is to honor fallen soldiers. Hence, memorial. This is a memorial. So anybody who has fallen in line of duty, that's what Memorial Day is for. Labor Day, way fucking different. (laughs) Labor Day is to honor uh, people who labor. Uh, Not women, um, not, not that kind of labor, although we should have a day for that too. Oh yeah, it's Mother's Day. Um, no, uh, Labor Day is to honor people that work, so generally, <laughs> we're all supposed to have Labor Day off, but if you don't have a job that gives you the day off, then you're just fucked, basically, um, so that's that. Anyway, welcome to My Blue Thoughts, like I said, my name is Peter Sirs. I am the host of this bitch, um, I want to start off by saying, I'll say it, thank you guys. Everyone who listens to this podcast, thank you. I appreciate, you know, some of my friends when you guys, you know, will screenshot it and send it to me that you're listening. Um, That's all great. I love it when people DM me and give me, you know, facts that I may have left out or tweet at me or whatever, you know, like I don't, it's not like, you know, I'm getting 10 million downloads, you know, like Joe Rogan or something. Obviously the Dodger podcast is a little bit different and there's like, 50 of them out there, but, um, you know, I appreciate you guys, that's all, that being said, um, what a, (laughs) what a week the Dodgers had, man, I mean, what 
a week the Dodgers had to uh, to go into first of all to go on a road trip, ten game road trip. You're going to the East Coast and you're going to the West Coast. I mean, not West Coast per se, but you know to Arizona, um, and that's ten straight days on the road as well. So, you know, once they got to Philly, I, I'm gonna assume they got there Thursday. Um, you know, you play the weekend in Philly, which we talked about last week, but then you go straight to D.C., which is not, you know, you could probably take a bus or a train. I don't know if they flew from Philly to D.C. I feel like in the time that it takes them to get all their stuff, go to the airport, board a plane, you know, wait for the plane to take off, get, you know, all that, unload the plane. I feel like they could just take a bus from Philly to D.C., so I don't know if that's what they did or not. But my point is they had no off days. So to go from Philly to D.C., like I said, it's not that far, but still, no off day. You're still going to a different city. And then to go from D.C. to then Arizona with no off day. Yeah, did they play a day game? Sure. Did they get to, you know, they probably, because they were on the East Coast, get in a little bit earlier? Yeah, but it's still just nonstop traveling. As someone who also travels for work, I can tell you that shit gets tiring. You know, it does. And so commend, you know, I, I, I'll see, you know, on some of these fan sites, uh, you know, people complaining that so-and-so got a day off and this and that. It's like, dude, <laughs> they had 10 games in a row, like, you know, and, and, and after that, it will be, what, something like 17 games in a row? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, so they have seven more games without a day off before they finally get a day off before they head to Chicago. Um, and it's just like, dude, like people, people need days off. Like it, it, they, they do. I'm just, I'm sorry. You know, if you don't want to take a day off, all power to you. But, you know, if you're a professional athlete, getting your body ready for movement, which most people have no idea what it's like. I don't have an idea what it's like. I'm not, I've never been a professional athlete either, but I can tell you as someone who's very active and who obviously works out all the time and so forth, even when I'm on the road, you know, it's, uh, you still need your rest, it's very important, and traveling tires you, just the process of, you know, being on a bus, or being on a plane, or waking up, you know, in a hotel, and, you know, you kind of, you kind of get thrown off your normal pattern, you know, I kind of have my road routine, um, you know, I'm sure these guys do as well, the difference is, you know, these guys have, five-star chefs following them, <laughs> whereas someone like me, you know, it's a little bit harder to maintain a nutritious diet, even though I do do it. I'm just saying it. The grind is real, you guys. 31 games in 30 days is no joke, but nevertheless, the Dodgers came out on top, um, winning two out of three against the Nationals and sweeping a four-game series against the D-backs. So that's six and one for this week, which is fantastic. Um, you know, it's very early. Obviously, we're we're still at the end of May, but with those wins and you know some losses here and there, you know we're already kind of getting to the point where the Dodgers are starting to separate themselves from the rest of the National League West. You know, three games up on the Padres, seven and a half up on the Giants. The D-backs and the Rockies are kind of uh, coming back to reality right now. 
you know, we, we had that, you know, stretch for the first month or so of the season where all the teams in the NL West were above 500, and now that's not quite the case anymore, and with that, you know, like I said, those teams are falling, and, you know, sorry, spend more money on good players, you know, invest more in scouting, invest more in analytics, like, there's a lot of things that you can do, um, you know, and if you're argument is you're not a big market and blah 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 guess what you know what makes you a big market winning <laughs> that's it winning and winning consistently you know just ask the angels I, I i hate to brag you know to harp on them but like you know i grew up going to angel games you know especially like when i wanted to see like a ken griffey jr or somebody that i didn't get to see because we didn't have interleague play back then um you know not really full stadium very often um on top of that you know obviously they got really good in 2002 people started coming fans are there you know and then that had a residual effect of quite a few years after you know and the, the angels made some playoff runs in re years after that you know so the fans would go and be obnoxious and we talked about it but if you look at you know the stadium now even though the angels are uh playing good baseball they they were in 500 they were in first place and now they're kind of falling they are also falling back down to reality you know they lost five in a row and you know you go to the stadium and it's not full you know and i mean granted dodger game isn't dodger stadium isn't full but you know the people are buying seats they're just i don't know you know every game they're they're averaging like forty nine thousand in attendance which 29 other teams would dream about but my point is you know when these teams like the Rockies and the D-backs you know want to complain or when their fans want to say like oh you guys gotta buy uh you know your talent and this and that and I'm like oh really Dodgers have to buy their talent where did we get Will Smith from oh yeah he was homegrown where did we get uh Rios from oh yeah he was homegrown what about Gavin Lux? What about Clayton Kershaw? What about Walker Bueller? You know, what about RIP Corey Seager before he left? You know, the Dodgers develop their own talent. What about Cody Bellinger? Oh, yeah. You know, and then you take guys like a Chris Taylor, who the Dodgers got off the scrap heap. Guys like Justin Turner, Max Muncy. Other teams could have went out and got those guys, but they didn't. Take a guy like Tyler Anderson. Dodgers didn't get him until like, I don't know, a few weeks into spring training. Other teams could have grabbed him. Dodgers saw something in the rotation or spin rate or fucking whatever other analytics they look at. And look at Tyler Anderson. Oh, yeah. He's off to a 6-0 and start with a sub-3 ERA of 2.9. And, oh, yeah, he's pitched 20 consecutive scoreless innings. <laughs> what, dude? Like, other teams could have taken flyers on all these guys. But they didn't. The Dodgers did. They built their farm system while spending money, and that's a lesson, and spending money in the analytics department to have the best analytics department. You know, every team could, I mean, until next year, every team could be incorporating shifts and, you know, whatnot, just like the Dodgers do, because they have the metrics behind them, but they don't, you know, yeah, other teams shift and whatnot, but the Dodgers spend more on analytics than anybody else and they've been one of the best teams the last you know 10 years so 
you know, your team could do it too. That's all I'm saying. But uh, I was uh, very fortunate. First of all, the D-backs, um, the Dodgers have now swept them after losing two out of three in the first series against them. Um, the Dodgers have swept two consecutive four-game series against the D-backs. And, it, you know, I talked about it before, but anytime you go into a four-game series with another team, especially on the road, you hope to just get a split, right? Like, you know, if, if you're if you're a good team like the Dodgers, you're like, okay, yeah, like, you know, a split would be great, but it'd be nice if we can get three out of four. Do you... Do you want to sweep the team? Of course, but just, you know, it's baseball. You know, any given every, any given day, you know, any number of things can happen. The starting pitcher cannot be on his game, or you just you just never know, you know? So you hope to split, and then everything on top of that is gravy. So if you're going to go in with a division rival and, and sweep two consecutive four-game series, one of them on the road, you're, that's like I talked about last time. You're just playing with house money at this point, you know? And so, you know, yeah, the Dodgers also probably should have swept Washington. But, you know, like I said, it's baseball. Wednesday, there's this kind of Drew Blanks. Couldn't score any runs. It happens, dude. It happens. They're not going to win 162 games, you know. So you're going to take a loss here and there. That's just how it is, man. But um, I was very fortunate uh, to be able to go down to Chase Field on Sunday which is why this podcast is a little bit late. Um, and again, you know, talking about how when I was in Minneapolis and whatnot, so pleased and so excited to see so many Dodger fans out in Phoenix, you know, just you would have thought you were at Dodger Stadium. You know, there were 80% Dodger fans, 20% D-backs fans. And, you know, that's the thing, you know, I've talked about it before, you know, all these other teams like the D-backs and the Padres and I guess the Rockies who think that they're the Dodgers' rival and you're like, no, dude, like, we're there's no rivalry. We have one rivalry. It's the Giants. That's it. If you want to take it a step further, you could also have the Astros be a rival, even though most of those guys are really not even with the team anymore, aside from Bregman and uh, Altuve. I think Alvarez and Gurriel, I guess, as well, but, like, Verlander, you know, but my point is, you know, guys like Springer, Correa, you know, Gonzalez, those guys are all gone now. It's a different team. I was five years ago, you know, but with fan bases and whatnot, like, yeah, like, you can say they're a rival, and, uh, but other than that, there's, a, there's no more rival, dude, so Dodger fans travel so well, and, you know, we don't need Pantone 294 ripping off the fans. I, I've talked about it before, but, um, you know, I'll leave it at that. But let's just say I've reached out to them several times over the last few years to collab in different ways. And they've never respond to my emails. But they will send you countless emails about putting your deposit in for their trip that you can easily plan yourself, you know, and pay less for the airline or for the ticket to the game and blah 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 like and then they sell the merchandise that's just their merchandise pin let's like wait i thought we were dodger fans why are we buying merchandise for a completely other thing just so i can go 
and sit in the same section with a bunch of Dodger fans, guess what? I went to Phoenix and I sat with a bunch of Dodger fans because Dodger fans travel everywhere, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring this to light a little bit more as we get later on into the season, but I reached out to them before this season. Yeah, still haven't heard from them, but I get those emails about going on the trips. So, you know, call it what you want, man. I, I, I had I posted something on my Instagram and Facebook um, about getting a group together to go uh, to rent out the pool at Chase Field next season, which we're fucking doing, by the way, because I got an overwhelmingly large number of responses. But somebody in the comments was like, sounds like a job for 294 and you know, I thought about putting it all out there, but I was just like, no. So I co- I commented back, or I could just do it myself, and I left it at that because I can do it myself. I don't need a group of people to plan it. Like like I said, Dodger fans travel well anyway. I don't need to pay extra. You know, it, shit's expensive as enough as it is. Get a plane ticket or drive, get a game ticket, and there's gonna be plenty of Dodger fans there anyway. You're welcome. But it was just so cool to see so many Dodger fans, dude. Um, but, like I said, I put it out on my social media to see if anyone wants to go in on it. Because it's, it's, it's not, like, crazy expensive. But you need a group of people. Because uh, when I had reached out to them a couple years ago about renting it out for 2020, um, it was anywhere from, like, seven grand a game to fifteen grand a game. But the fifteen grand a games, um, those were for when the Red Sox and Yankees came to town. So, and then the Dodger games were pretty much like 7,000, I think for the most part. There might have been one that was a little bit more. So, I'm assuming that 2 years later it's going to be a little bit more expensive. So, I'm actually going to email them uh tomorrow. But I know that for a f- I know for a fact that they don't start taking reservations or deposits until November for the following season, but I want to get the ball rolling now so I know who I need to contact and so forth so we could set this up um ideally i'd like it to be mostly people i know but you know it's going to need to be you could have up to 35 people so depending on which you know what day it falls on which game we go to and how much it is you know we might have 35 people there hopefully i will know most of them because i feel like that would be more fun if i knew most of them um but you know people i know can't go or they don't want to pay up then i'll just go with a group of strangers and you know figure it out from there (laughs) i'm not going to overcharge them like the people from pantone i'm going to do the math i'm going to be very honest this is what it is this is what it comes out to per person if we have this many people bam that's it get there on your own i'm not coordinating the travel and all that we're all adults it's all, I'm not a travel agent. I just think it'd be really cool to hang out in the pool for a game. So look out for that soon. Um, but here we, like I said, here we go now. The Dodgers have the uh, the best winning percentage in baseball. They are still way ahead of everybody when it comes to run differential. They're at a plus 119. And the second best team is at a plus 71. That's a big, big difference in run differential. Just to to put it in comparison, the Padres, who are our rival, so they say, are a 27 run differential. So that's a 
a big difference. Are they missing their star player? Yeah, of course. But the Dodgers are missing some of their star players. The Dodgers are missing several of their star players. They're missing Clayton Kershaw. They're missing Max Muncy now. They're missing Blake Trinan. You know, they're missing Dustin May. Like, they're missing people. By the way, just a little uh, update on those injuries. Um, Kershaw seems to be feeling well. Took a, a couple uh, shots for his ailment, and they're expecting him back in mid-June possibly a little bit longer but you know it's just one of those things father time man you know <laughs> it's just what it is I, I hope that Kershaw can go out on top but you know the fact of the matter is it's been really hard for him to stay on the field and not get hurt at some point in the season it's happened every year except for 2020 when that was a short year so um We've got uh, Danny Duffy, who's expected back in late June or early July, and that's just going to add some depth to the bullpen. Although, you know, you never know what will happen. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not putting any kind of negative uh, energy out there or whatnot. I just don't think he'll be built up to be a starter. But, you know, you had Tyler Anderson coming out of the bullpen for the beginning of the season, and here we go. He's one of our best starting pitchers, as is Tony Gonsolin, who is pitching – Equally as great, um, I, I, you know, <laughs> if you went onto these fan, like I, I, I know I always reference these fan sites, but it's just a, it's just a prime example of people not knowing what the fuck they're talking about. But um, you know, all these people talking about how Gonsolin sucks, and he needs, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, everyone expects you know, starting pitchers to go seven or eight innings or nine innings like they used to in the old days. Those days are gone, man. Like, if you have a low pitch count, then yeah, you might see a pitcher get into the seventh, eighth, ninth. But for the most part, five, six, you know, yeah, Gonsolin's has a couple, you know, four inning outings. But at the end of the day, he's 5-0 and with an ERA of 1.80. And his career ERA has dropped down to 2.59. Like, He's getting better. I mean, he's been very solid, and it's 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 just quiet because he's not necessarily like a workhorse like we kind of know, like we kind of grew up watching. But in the modern era of pitchers, he's a very effective pitcher, and I, I look to to watch him continue to grow and start to keep those pitch counts down and go deeper into games. You know, so when you got two guys that you know were not necessarily expected to be in the starting rotation, like maybe like as fill-ins to be two of our best starting pitchers. I mean, <laughs> what more can you ask for? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so my point is uh, Danny Duffy, you know, will come back and maybe help the team out. You know, same thing with Andrew Heaney. He's supposed to be back in mid to late June as well. So you're going to have a lot of guys coming back. Plus, we still have Dustin May coming back at some point after the All-Star break. Uh, Blake Trinan's injury is a little unclear. Um, the weird thing was like how the Dodgers signed him to an extension for next year as well. So I don't know if that was them being like, hey, like it's okay if you can't pitch the rest of the season. We want you back next season. Or I, It's just really odd that they did that but you know hopefully he comes back because obviously he's one of our best arms out of the bullpen when healthy 
And then the same thing goes with Tommy Canely. They put him on a 60-day DL, so he's not going to be back until after the All-Star break, which is very unfortunate because, you know, I was talking about him when he, you know, finally got activated. Like, he's got great stuff, too. You know, you can think of a bullpen with Gratterall who, you know, for some reason still, you know, throws 100-plus miles an hour but doesn't strike a lot of guys out. But you get him coming in in, like, the fifth or sixth inning, then you get a Daniel Hudson coming in sixth or seventh. And then you get Tommy Canley and then Blake Trinan and then Craig Kimbrell. Even though, mm, I don't know what his deal is, man. He's a perfect 10 for 10 in saves, but his ERA is like 4.5. I mean, maybe he loses concentration, you know, if there's less than a one, if there's more than a one run lead. I don't know. I hope he doesn't give up runs. He hasn't blown a save yet, so it's just like, okay, I kind of like you to not allow a run, or base runners even, but like I said, he hasn't blown any saves, so uh, maybe he's just going after guys. Maybe he's being not too aggressive, but just like, you know, he's just like, all right, I'm just going to make him beat me and then bear down if it gets too out of hand, which is kind of what's been happening. So, um, you know, the Dodgers are just... You know, I've talked about it, and I'll keep talking about it. They're just so stacked with guys that can just come in. You know, Muncy goes down. Oh, by the way, here's Edwin Rios. He's got six home runs already in 76 at-bats, averaging a home run every 12.6 at-bats. You translate that to uh, to 600 at-bats, which is what you would get over the course of the season. He's on pace to hit about 45 home runs. Is he going to hit 45 home runs? Probably not. But that's what he's on pace for. That's a guy coming off the bench. But I tell you what, if he keeps hitting this way, he ain't coming off the bench much longer. I th- and I think, you know, that was another part of the reason why the Dodgers felt okay enough in, you know, placing Muncie on the DL so he could get right. Is because it's like, hey, man, you know, we want you. We definitely need you. Like, if the Dodgers win the World Series, I, I mean, I say this, but at the same time as I say it, I'm like, yeah, not so true. But what I was going to say was, if the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, they need a healthy Max Muncy. But just looking at the depth, I'm looking at it, I'm like, eh, I don't know if they need Max Muncy to win a World Series. I want Max Muncy. I love Max Muncy. He's been so integral to the team, the makeup, the chemistry, the personality of the team. You know, he had one of the greatest Dodger moments, you know, with his walk, even though the Dodgers ended up losing that World Series. You know, people that watch that game and who were at the game, hello, myself, will never forget being at the game where he hit a walk-off home run in the World Series, you know. There's only two people in Dodger history that have hit a walk-off home run in a World Series game, Kurt Gibson and Max Muncy. Look it up. I actually don't know that's if that's true, but to my knowledge, that's the gist. <laughs> um, but anyway, I was there, and I'll never forget it. And he's had so many big home runs and clutch home runs and playoffs and whatnot. So yeah, do we want Max Muncy healthy to help the Dodgers win another World Series? 100%. But when guys like Edwin Rios can just fill in, and Gavin Lux can come in, and you know, he... Maybe Gavin Lux isn't the superstar that we thought, but for a guy that can come in and play second short outfield and hit, you know, 260, 270 with a little pop, 
It's a good guy to have off the bench as a utility guy. Am I right? You got Chris Turner, all-star. Or Chris Turner, Chris Taylor, all-star. Coming off the bench sometimes, but for the most part, he's an everyday player now. They got him in left field, but he can move around too. You know, they're just so depth, you know, so deep. They've got Austin Barnes, our backup catcher, who's got just as many home runs as our starting catcher. <laughs> it's just like anywhere you go, you know, if, you, if you're an opposing pitcher, you know, you go over the game plan, you know, study scatter reports and all these things, and you kind of circle guys in the lineup like, okay, if I get into trouble, I'll pitch around, you know, Freeman, and I'll pitch to this guy. But if you're a starting pitcher, you're looking at this lineup, and you're like, fuck, dude. Who the fuck do I pitch to? I pitch to Austin Barnes? Well, guess what? He's going to make me pay <laughs> if he's in the lineup. If I pitch to Gavin Lux, fuck, dude. He just got a hold of one. Damn it. You know, if I pitch to Edwin Rios, he just got a hold of one. Okay, I'll go after Justin Turner. You know, he's not quite what he used to be. He can get after. Like, you can't really pick. You just got to you just gotta pitch your game. And what happens is the Dodger hitters, you know, they 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 don't swing at a lot of ball. They don't strike out a lot. They take pitches. They work deep in the counts. They get guys on base. They you know on on Sunday, you know three to one game. Aside from the home run from Will Smith, the Dodgers manufactured two runs. You know he had a guy on second and third. Freddie Freeman hits a fly ball. Boom. There's a run. J- Justin Turner hits a ground ball. Boom. There's another run. We just manufactured two runs. Didn't have to hit the ball over the fence. Didn't even need a hit. Two runs without a hit, that's a manufacture of a run. And they can be E that way. Or they could put up four home runs and score 10, 12 home runs. Like, they have the best pitching. They have the best hitting. It's a team with really no holes. Although, like I said, a lot of injuries. Maybe we can get some guys coming off the DL to fill in with the bullpen because you're going to need a strong bullpen. But, I mean, you got Mookie Betts. 14 home runs, leading the National League in home runs, leading the National League in runs, maybe even leading the Major Leagues in runs. I mean, he's back to his MVP form. Although, he's hitting the shit out of the ball, but he's made a couple errors in the outfield. And it's, it's to me, it's kind of looked like the same play, you know? He's running in for the ball, and he's turning his glove over a certain way and not able to catch the ball. So, I mean, I'm not really sure what the answer because he's the best right fielder in Major League Baseball, in my opinion. Um, so I'm not really sure what's going on there. Um, I don't know if it's just lack of concentration. I hope I don't continue to see it because, you know, the Dodgers are so good, they usually just make up for it. But it could be problematic. I don't know. But he's hitting like an MVP, so that's all I really care about. He's still going to make plays. But there's a couple. there's been a couple plays where I'm like, hey, Mookie, what happened there? He would, t- he would tell you that he should have had those balls. So, I don't know. But, anyway, the Dodgers, uh, you know, they play the Pirates this week, which is another team that took a series from them earlier this season. So, I, I expect the Dodgers to want to come back and uh, kind of uh, make amends for that. You've got Walker Bueller in Game 1, Julio Urias in Game 2, and then you got uh, Mitch White, who pitched really well the other day. Um, getting the start, so that'll probably be a bullpen game on Wednesday. And then you got a big four-game series with the New York Mets coming to town. Um, sadly, you know, the Dodgers are going to miss Scherzer and DeGrom because both of those guys are out. Um, but the 
Mets are the talk of the town, you know, because they've got a really good record, blah, blah, blah. They're the new, they're the shiny new toy, you know, with all their star power with, uh, you know, fucking Lindor and Pete Alonzo. And then you got Dom Smith, who's represented by my buddy Mike Rodriguez. Um, you know, it's it's New York. It's fun when the big city market teams are good. You know, when the Yankees are good and the Mets are good and the Red Sox are good and the Dodgers and the Cubs and the Cardinals are Cardinals. I mean, yeah, when the Cardinals too. Like, you know, those are the, those are teams with fan bases that travel. Those are the teams that you know, if they're playing in the playoffs, national ratings are going to go up. You know. I'm sorry, but if the Brewers are playing the Marlins in the World Series, no one's fucking watching. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's fun when you got, you know, big market teams playing well. So it'll be exciting to see the Mets come into town. Sadly, uh, I don't think I can go to any of the games uh, when the Mets are in town because I'm, I'm working Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Um, and I think I volunteered to work on Sunday, so... Let's see if they take me up on me volunteering or not. If they don't, then maybe I'll go to the game on Sunday. But, yeah, I'm going to miss all the games this week, unfortunately. Um, you know, daddy's got to work, man. we got to pay for all these road trips that I'm going on. Um, but anyway, it'll be interesting to see. You know, like I said, they got to get payback against the Pirates. And it'll be fun to see how they match up against the Mets. Um, I was shocked to see that it wasn't going to be on Sunday Night Baseball on Sunday. But, hey. I'm sure whoever they have playing on Sunday Night Baseball, it's probably Yankees-Red Sox. Let me see. I'm just going to take a look because I'm trying to think of what would be a, a more fun national game to watch. Nope, not Yankees-Red Sox. Oh, but the Yankees are on Sunday Night Baseball against the Tigers. Oh, yeah, that big... Oh, wait, no, that's not right. They're at 8.35 a.m. I don't know then who's on Sunday Night Baseball. Anyway, um, you guys are awesome for listening. I really appreciate you. If you're listening to this, um, I'm going to be in Chicago. If any Dodger fans are going to Chicago to watch the Dodgers uh, next week, I will be there for the game against the White Sox, and then I'll head up to Milwaukee the next day to watch uh, the Brewers. I don't know who they're playing, but I'm going to be performing in Chicago next Saturday, June 11th, um, at the Red Room Comedy Club. So if you guys are going to Chicago, stick around for a couple more days and watch me. Or if you know anybody in Chicago, share my post or tag them in my post. That'll help. Um, also, I'm going to be in Reedley, California, which is up by Fresno, this Friday, June 3rd, um, with my buddy Eric Rivera from HBO um, and Luz Pazos, who's also um, from HBO. So if you guys happen to be up in that area, Swing by. I'll be there telling jokes, selling merch, trying to make enough money for the rest of this tour. So um, anyway, you guys, I really appreciate you guys listening. I really, really do. Thanks for listening to My Blue Thoughts, and I'll see you guys next week. Hey.